1: I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund, breaking down linebackers post-spring review. Again, we'll be breaking down each and every position for you guys on a podcast as well as written content at a little bit later date. As I've said on all of these, it just gives us a chance to get a little bit more in-depth, add context, and get a lot more. in. Scott, how long is it taking for you to transcribe all these?
2: Um, Not very long because I'm not.
1: Yeah, if you so. guys just want to send a personal message to Scott on the site and ask him for the written transcript, he'll be yeah. happy to tell you, yeah, not happening. Yeah, you but. know what?
2: I, I do appreciate people listening and wanting the content, but they ain't going to get transcripts from me. Sorry, it's not going to happen.
1: Remember people angry with us when we were doing KGR radio? They were angry with us and then yeah. they uh, I want, because they weren't podcasting at the time. They wanted us to transcribe the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's not going to happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, what Huffman was paying his kid, um, what was it, two cents a word or something? I can't remember what it was, but he,
2: he has his kid transcribed for him. Yes.
1: Yeah. He goes two cents a word or something like that. So, yeah.
2: I think Alex is his oldest daughter who's now a stu- uh, student at UW. She, she's doing it, <laughs> or she did do it. I don't know if she still does it.
1: Yeah. Huffman using his kids.
2: So. Hey, that's why I've got uh, a couple, you know. <laughs> Do yeah, send,
1: work. Yeah, send one over to Mo lawn, Scott.
2: Yeah. All <laughs> right.
1: All right. Hey, let's just uh, go down the list. I think one of the biggest surprises to me for this uh, spring was uh, Eddie Ulofosio. Um He switched his number to number five. He's wearing the short, 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 tight, tight, short, short shorts. And uh, he looks like he's been spending some time in the weight room. He looks oh like a God. dude. Yeah, he looks, he a looks,
2: he looks like a – I don't know if it's the number change from 40 – what was he, 48 to 5? I don't know if it was that or what it was. But, man, he just looks like a completely different guy. He looks much more aggressive. I think he really has taken to the defense that, um, you know, William Inge and Chuck uh, Morel are running, you know, where they want to attack, just attack the line of scrimmage. And he did that all through spring. Looked really good. Had to play a backup role last year because he came in halfway through the season, uh, you know, from his uh, injury that he was dealing with and everything. And, man, he just he looks like a guy who's who's ready for to have his big final season and then go off and hopefully find find a place in the NFL.
1: You know, all those guys that play linebacker and they get in the middle of the field and their eyes are wide open. You see the whites of their eyes and they're just all ripped and yeah, built. Like and they just. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and he's got a little bit of that going on. He looks kind of scary out there patrolling the middle of the field like, okay, you come across, you're gonna pay.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he he definitely looks like a different guy. When he's out there, you know, and you, you talk to him and he's so cerebral and so mild-mannered and, and smiley and happy and everything. But there's something that just happens to him when he steps between those lines, gets out on that yeah. field and, and starts getting after guys. It's, it's yeah. fun to watch.
1: Yeah, the other guy that's listed as a starter, you know, and there's going to be four linebackers, probably five that are going to play quite a bit. But Alfonso Tupatala was a guy when he came in, he looked too, to me, he looked too big to play linebacker. He was just this big, thick kid and he probably weighed about 250. I think he said he got all the way down to about two ten, yeah. Um, and then he, he then he looked small. Now mm-hmm. they've got him listed at two thirty eight, and that looks about right.
2: Yes, and and he he was flying around doing his thing too. Whereas Eddie Ulfocio is playing more of the will, where he he's kind of free to roam and 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 make plays and and read things from uh, from the weak side everything. Um, Alfonso Tupatala is your middle linebacker. He's the mic. He's the guy who's getting guys lined up and, you know, Eddie, Eddie, you know, is helping him get that, that happened too. But, uh, he's the one who's kind of directing things, getting all the signals, making all the calls and things like that. And he's, he, you know, I, you know, you say that he looked like he was too big to play middle linebacker. I thought he was going to be an edge because he was so good off the edge, uh, at federal way when he was in high school. And so I was like, yeah, this guy looks like an edge player to me, not a, not an, a middle linebacker but he he loses weight He's he's got great flexibility that I didn't see before and the coaches really like you know how smart he is one of the things William Inge said when I talked to him this year was just how how smart Alfonso Tupatala is and how he's just all out effort and he understands the defense and that's why they trusted him last year with the Mike spot and, and I think it's going to pay off this year now that he's got a full year starting under his belt
1: Transfer from USC, Raylan Goforth. It's a guy that University of Washington recruited pretty heavily back in the day. He decided to stay home at USC. Um, kind of got lost in the shuffle down there. He played quite a bit at USC, but they liked the younger guy quite a bit better. So he came up to Washington looking for more of an opportunity. And even though he's listed you know, with the second team, he's going to play a lot of football up here.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get a lot of time uh, this year. I mean, his inside-out pursuit in the spring... I mean, Kim, some of the biggest hits that were that were uh, done during the spring were by him. And it was because of what he was able to do, pursuing inside out on on short throws and and maybe some runs and things like that. Man, he just walloped a couple guys. Denzel Boston was on the receiving end of a huge hit by him uh, when we were watching uh, in spring ball. So, uh, yeah. And he's also a leader out there. He and he and uh, Eddie both basically said that, you know, There, those guys plus Tupatala and Bruner Mark uh, uh uh Carson Bruner those are all guys that they that the the younger guys are looking to for for leadership at that linebacker spot and Drew Fowler's even in there too but you know those guys just they, they have a lot of experience they have guys who can who can get play a lot of different positions and goforth is just another guy that they added i honestly was a little surprised they went out and added him but i'm I mean, I think Husky fans are going to be really excited to see him out there running around. He does, Because of his long hair, he looks a little like John Timu running around out there yeah. But you know, because he's wearing that number 10. But, uh, man, he flies around and he makes plays.
1: The other thing is when you take a look at a guy like uh, Raylan Goforth and then you take a look at some of the other guys on the team. Some of the guys are just young. Um, Raylan mm-hmm. Goforth, he looks like a man.
2: Oh, absolutely does. And he's probably, what, 23 or 24 now? Yeah. Whatever he is because he's, he's a sixth-year or – yeah, six year senior, and um, you know grad student transfer Washington couldn't have been happier to get him in the mix, and and I think they're I think Husky fans are going to be pretty excited once they get get a get a look at what he's able to do out on the football field.
1: Yeah, a couple of years ago, Carson Bruner seemed to be the whipping boy because everybody on the there's a lot of people on the site, not on Twitter. They have to have that pinata. They have to have somebody to swing at all the time. But Carson Bruner a couple of years ago was that guy. But uh, Carson Bruner's turned himself into um, a really, really good linebacker. And just one of the things that I don't know if it surprised you when they listed the fastest times for the um uh, linebackers. Uh, the fastest one on the board was Carson Bruner.
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. And, um, you know, you talk about him a couple of years ago being the whipping boy. I mean, Jackson Sermon was really the guy that I, th- I thought uh, took a lot of, a lot of stuff. And, and Carson was the one a lot of people wanted to see. And then, you know, once they saw him and they saw he had a little a few limitations, or at least at that point in his career, he did. Um, I, I think they were they were a little harder on him than they needed to be. But right now he's playing that backup role and I think it fits him. It suits him perfectly. I I think it's, I think it's a great fit for him uh, where he's at in his career. And I think that Washington um, with him and go forth being that second wave, I don't think there's any step down to, from uh, Tupatala and Ula Foscio to go and Carson Bruner. And um, Washington fans should be pretty excited about that. Because I think when, when you brought in that second group of linebackers here over the last five years or so, you knew that there was just going to be a little bit of a step down. Now, maybe they can still get it done and, and make plays and things like that. And they got spot duty. But this one is one where I think, God forbid, knock on wood, the two starters go down. I think Goforth and Bruner could start, step right in and not miss a beat. The
1: the two linebackers, uh, Goforth and Bruner, are going to play a lot.
2: They are going to play an absolutely a lot of football. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Bruner's just a special teams terror too.
2: Yep, he's the one that had that hit last year that they got the what was it that gif of Mike uh, Mike Penix when he yeah. <laughs> when he was going oh my gosh he just killed somebody that was against Michigan State. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it just he, he can really pack a wallop. He's a guy who runs around and, and does some things and and just always loves to just loves to play the game. And I remember him coming out of high school, out of uh, Redmond High School, a school that just isn't known for playing very good football. And he had the opportunity to go to East East Lake or up to Skyline or maybe maybe even go to like an Eastside Catholic, which isn't very far from Redmond. Uh, any of those three schools aren't very far from Redmond, and he uh, he chose to stay uh, with his with his friends, guys that he had played with his whole life at Redmond High School, and and you know I, I think he led them to the the uh, state playoffs that year. So um, you know he's he's just a guy who who buys into the program and and will be a leader for you both on and off the field, and that's what he's proven to be um, at Washington. I think. And he
1: grew up across the street from. Uh, um, uh, Marshall Charrington. Absolutely.
2: Oh, okay. I, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: yeah. was now the recruiting coordinator at Cal, but
2: yeah.
1: And it was just one more thing on Carson Bruner. Can't under, uh, you just can't underestimate the quality of family. The Bruner family is with yep. Mark and Carson, and um, is it Braden, the younger one?
2: Yeah, and he's he's a walk on at the University of Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's mean. All it- Quality, yeah.
1: quality, quality family. So
2: Yeah, I mean, in, in football, that, that family eats, breathes, and sleeps football. Yeah. And they and, that's what they do.
1: Yeah, Mark's still a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he gets to go to all of the games. And uh-huh. uh, he's getting paid to I go know. to the games. Is that, yeah. How awesome well, is Well, so am I. You don't have a kid playing. True. <laughs> so, um, also, uh, the next guy, Drew Fowler. Uh, Drew's one of my favorite kids. Um, uh, had plenty of opportunities to go to other schools on scholarship. Utah, UCLA chose to walk on at University of Washington, turned himself into pretty good football player and wearing one of the iconic numbers for linebackers at University of Washington, number 54. Uh, A lot of great players have rocked that number. But Drew Fowler, uh, he's he's a great kid, and he's going to see the field quite a bit, too,
2: this year. He is. He'll see the field quite a bit, not only on special teams. He's a special teams guy, too. But um, he'll play a lot, you know, for, for being a walk-on and a third string guy. I mean, I don't, I hate calling him third string because after you get past the first stringers, it's just kind of, they mix and match and do a lot of different things. But, you know, Drew Fowler, Fetters did a really good interview with him. If, if you guys get a chance, go back and look at that, look that up. Um, there's a good interview with Drew Fowler following, uh, spring practice. I think it was number 12 or 13. So he'd had a lot of time to kind of look back on what he's done this year and, uh, he's a junior, still a walk on, not not a scholarship guy. But I think
1: I think that's going to change.
2: Yeah, I do, too. I think, you know, Washington is what, at 80? Are they 80 now or 81? Whatever they're at, they're 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 under the limit. And I know they're going to use some on some transfer guys that they're going to bring in. But I think Drew Fowler is going to be a guy that that could very possibly be on scholarship uh, before the end of the year yeah and like it would
1: you if Drew Fowler's out there are you uncomfortable at all with Drew Fowler out there
2: no I'm not I, I think he can get a lot of different things done he's just he's got a few limitations here and there but I think the coaches understand that and they know what they can get done with him, and and he's going to be in the right place at the right time he knows the defense he's smart he he's a hard worker he's got great a great motor um, I, I don't think the, the coaches would have any qualms putting him out there, even if he has a f- maybe a few limitations that some of the other linebackers don't
1: first year players should still be in high school. Devin Bryant, I think surprised. Well, probably didn't surprise the coaches, but he's probably the freshman to me that I saw at spring that popped the most.
2: Yeah, he, it was, it was him on defense and Tybo Rogers on the offensive side of the ball. I think those are the two guys that, that really popped and, and, and showed, Wow. Okay. Washington did a really good job with a couple of those guys. And and Devin Bryant is definitely that guy. He's not very big. He's six he's five eleven, two, two twelve uh two seventeen. And um not a big guy, but man, can he hit? Uh, he had some big hits as well. Um, I still think GoForth had the biggest hits of this of the spring, but Devin Bryants weren't very far behind his and uh smart kid always seems to be around the ball. And that was one of the things I talked to William Inge after, um, you know, w- the last time we got to talk to the assistants before the spring preview. And he said one of the things that Devin Bryant has that a lot of kids don't, that might be better athletes or might be more um, those guys who who fit the prototype, you know, are six one, six two, two hundred 6'2", 235, 240 pounds playing middle linebackers. Devin Bryant has instincts and he can run. And he's he's real flexible. And the other thing where he's going to pay off for Washington is if Washington ends up getting some of these St. John Bosco kids that they're really looking at, a lot of them look at him as a big brother. And he's a big reason why they're very interested in the University of Washington right now. So, yeah, huge pickup for them getting him out. He was a team captain on the St. John Bosco team that ended up winning the national championship last year, beat modern day. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's just a special, special player. And, and I think a lot of people overlooked him because of his size and the fact that he wasn't very heavily recruited, but a reason he wasn't heavily recruited was because he wasn't the the right size that a lot of people w- were looking for.
1: He just, I mean, to me, he just looks and plays like a football player. He's yeah, just a football absolute, player. Absolutely. One football of those guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another guy, uh, freshman Jordan Whitney, uh, a little bit bigger than, um, uh, Devin Bryant, but uh, 6'2", 212 pounds out of Oxnard is Jordan Whitney. We're at number 33, which is kind of an odd number for a linebacker.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and he sticks out too. Um, he's not he's – not, you can tell that he's like a step or two behind Devin Bryant as far as how he's come along, but, man, you can see the potential with him. One of the highlights of him was just the way he delivers just an absolute – Wallop when he comes and hits the ball carrier, he brings his everything with him and throws it right at that that running back who was trying to get some yards, or or that receiver who was trying to get yards after the catch or or after breaking through the line. And I really like what he's going to be able to bring to the system. It's probably going to be another, I don't know, maybe another maybe half a year. I could see him maybe getting some time in the rotation later in the season or or getting some reps on on special teams. But he's a guy who who I think in the future, he and Devin Bryant are basically the future linebacker for Washington. I know a lot depends on what they're able to bring in this, you know, in the 2024 class, 2025, you know, because Washington's in on some big time guys. But um, I think he and Devin Bryant are guys who could easily uh, be, be, you know, starters for Washington down the road. Uh,
1: A couple of walk-ons that are of interest. Austin um, Hartnow out of Seattle Prep um, I thought that was a pretty good pickup for them as a walk-on.
2: He was. He was an absolutely a great pickup for them. And I, you know, you watch him, you can see why he was he was a guy that Washington liked because he he he's all hustle. He's he's definitely very gregarious. He's a he's a leader on the field, he talks to a lot of people, he he works hard and all that stuff. I, I think Austin Harnatoe is gonna be a guy down the road, who could be like Drew Fowler, where he earns a scholarship maybe for his last year or two at the, at the University of Washington, as long as he wants to stick it out. Now, he's a redshirt freshman, 6'3", 234. He's out of Seattle prep. And uh, I think he's a guy who, he's number 44, so it's hard to miss him because, you know, I mean, every time I see a 44 at linebacker, I always think of Brian Bosworth, you know. And who else
1: at at Washington's, Washington's worn 44?
2: Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Am it's I cool missing number. somebody?
1: Cool number, but not many guys have worn it.
2: Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the series that Chris Fedders and I do on uh, the numbers. Um, you know, as we do our countdown. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember anybody with the number forty-four that just sticks out. And I'll probably get ridiculed by people on the on the site uh, for saying that. But I don't, I'm not re- recalling anybody with the number forty-four that really sticks out to me. I, what what is uh? Didn't uh, Bookie play with forty-four? Wasn't he forty-four? I think, he, he, did. 44? I think yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he was here one year and yeah. it was a down year for the whole program not just him but for everybody so um yeah i i, I just really like austin harnatello what i've seen uh need to see a little bit more out of him before he's going to be scholarship worthy but uh, i think he's a guy who definitely has that ability down the road to get a scholarship
1: griffin miller out of east lake he's a linebacker as well at 62 223
2: yeah yeah you know i i mean a lot of these guys him and brayden bruner brayden bruner's only 6 foot 190 So, you know, I mean, these guys are playing linebacker and, 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 and same same with Styles Siva too, you know, these are, and he's from O'Day by the way, but you know, those, these are all guys who are just fill in guys and they're, they're possible, um, uh, special teamers down the road. But what, what Washington really needs is you need guys at linebacker to come in and and be scout team linebackers, but also give you looks and in different things when you're during practices. And then maybe be in a. Given that, you know, dangling that carrot out there that, hey, you could be a a guy who winds up as, you know, a special teams guy for us if you if you come out and you work hard. And I think that's what a lot of these guys are doing.
1: Braden Bruner is, of course, is um, Carson's um, little brother, and yeah. he's not as, he's not as big as Carson, probably not as good a football player, but I'm sure that Mark is happy to have them both at the same school. And I've said this before, where the at the Oregon game, Mark had to leave at the beginning of the fourth quarter because Braden was playing at Oregon State, yeah. so he had what's that about an hour drive over to Corvallis to catch the game that Braden was playing in, and having them both the same place is going to be a, a lot yeah. easier for mom and dad.
2: Yeah, I bet. I, I as a parent who's had two kids running different directions, it is it's a lot easier when they're both playing the same the same game.
1: Are you talking about me and fetters? Oh, or your no. children? Okay. My
2: children. Yeah. I've got <laughs> one I've got one doing uh indoor soccer right now and another one doing baseball. And I'm I'm actually wearing the jersey that I wore last night. I just threw something on so I could take them to school today. <laughs> so yeah, I and you know, chalk it up. I, I never if there's a, a baseball jersey I never thought I'd wear, it's the Devil Rays, and that's what my son is, So I and I'm helping coach. So um, I, I'm wearing a Devil Rays jersey today.
1: Yeah, Styles Siva 2-2. 2-2. 2, two, 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 two yeah, He's a sophomore linebacker out of O'Day. Small guy, 5'8", but 226.
2: Yeah, he's the one that a lot of people remember. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that Jimmy Lake had his little incident with. Um, you know, on, on the sidelines. So that's what he's more known for, unfortunately, but he's a good kid. Just really smart, uh, runs around, give, gives you a hundred percent, every practice, everything that he does. Um, you know, Washington's coaches love him and, and think that he's a guy that just, that gives his heart and soul to the team. And I mean, that's all you can really ask for from a walk-on guy like that.
1: Uh, but the linebackers that they took are both here. I'm trying to think, is anybody else in the class coming in?
2: No. Um, you know, great, Kim. We should have been prepared for this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but but yeah, I mean what Washington is um you know, Washington only wanted two linebackers in the last class, and that's what they ended up taking. And and so they're um I'm just looking through the class right now if it would pull up here. Um, yeah, it looks like Devin Bryant and um, Jordan Whitney were the only two linebackers in the class. That's what I figured. And then um, you're looking at uh, this next year. They're probably going to bring in three guys for the linebacker positions because they're going to lose Ulufosio and go forth. And there's a chance you could lose either Tupatala or Bruner, depending on on how things go with that. So, um, you know, that's kind of they're, they're looking at they, they've got their they've got their hands in on a lot of of these uh, top linebackers out here on the West coast. we can go through those here if you want to, for a second.
1: I know you just look in the blog. So just, you'll you'll have updates on those guys coming up pretty quick, but how many do you anticipate them taking two to three?
2: Two for sure. But they could, I could see them taking a third if they find the right guy.
1: All right. All right. Again, just uh, we'll be breaking down each and every position on the podcast to give you guys a little bit more uh, in-depth coverage on that. And especially with the weekend coming up this time of year, always looking for something to listen to while you're out doing the yard work or cleaning the garage or whatever you're doing. So just uh, if, if you're looking for those podcasts, just look in the Dogman radio archive under the forums. And you can go back to last year's recruiting classes too. We go all the way back. So you can listen to some stuff a year ago and criticize Scott for all the predictions he made wrong. So,
2: Yep. And that's <laughs> usually what happens.
1: All right. Yep. For all of us at Dogman.com, I'm Kim Greynolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs.